Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. It has been really awesome to be able to connect with so many of you beautiful listeners in Reactive Redefined and one-on-one sessions. So everyone who's listening, who has worked with us, um, trust. We are very grateful to know you and be able to support you on your training journey. And everyone who is listening, who could maybe use some support, hey, head over to our website, agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We've got all kinds of options for training services and working with us. We have tons of free training. We have some training courses. And then I do actually have some availability for new one-on-one clients. So if you're struggling with your dog and you could use some training support, we have a lot of ways to support you. Okay. So everyone in today's episode, I'm going to talk about catastrophic thinking and how I see it negatively impact dog guardians and their dogs. But before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about some exciting things going on. So if you listened to the episode last week, you already know that we are hosting a virtual workshop for eight working spots and unlimited auditing spots for consent and care. And we are really excited about it. That's happening on Saturday, October 29th. We will include a link, a direct link in the show notes so that you can learn more if you want to join us. There are very few working spots left. So if you want a working spot, get it because we're limiting it to eight just so that we can make the most of our time. But auditing spots, you will be with us live. You'll be able to answer questions. We did a consent and care workshop for our reactive redefined membership and it was so much fun. Steph and I had a really good time. So if you're interested in that um, and you haven't listened to last week's episode, you can check that out for more detail. Steph and I have also been working on reactive redefined for professionals. So for those of you who are listening, if you're a professional dog trainer, maybe you're a dog walker, maybe you want to be a dog trainer, um, we are putting together a course and it's going to be really cool because what we're going to do is we're going to show you basically how we built and how we run Reactive Redefined. So you'll get to be able to see all the backend things, but we're also really going to help you understand how we modify all of our coaching in a virtual setting to really effectively help our students um, change their reactive dog's behavior. So I'm really excited about it. I'm having a really good time creating all the content. And, you know, it's so funny because I was I was talking to my mom today and she was like, well, why are you creating a program for people who could be your competition. And it's so funny because I never think about it like that. Um, And the reason why is because we believe in the positive reinforcement community. We believe in all of you amazing dog trainers out there kicking ass. And we've created a really effective program that offers flexibility in our life. And we believe that you should be able to do that if you want to do that too. So Reactive Redefined for Professionals, we are, fingers crossed, hoping to get everything finished by the end of October. So if you are a professional dog trainer and you're interested in learning more about that, stay tuned. Um, It's going to be really fun. We're really looking forward to it. And 
before I talk about catastrophic thinking, I want to tell you a little bit more about what's happening in my world. So Waylon and I have been enjoying fall in Colorado. All of the aspens are golden. Ooh, gosh, they are so beautiful and we're really spoiled. We've gotten out for a ton of hikes. We've been having a ton of fun. Um, many of you who follow us on Instagram probably already saw we had a pretty close call with a bull moose on the trail recently. Um, it was not Waylon's fault. I know you all were thinking, oh, Waylon, what did you do? It wasn't Waylon's fault. It was kind of my fault. I was kind of in la la land and I did not see a moose until we were too close and we had to book it and we had to run, but we're safe. <laughs> we're safe. It's always good to be humbled by moose and remind ourselves that, you know, you got to keep your wits about you. Waylon was on a leash because as many of you know, if you follow us on Instagram, fall is a time where wildlife is doing lots of things. So we opt for the leash in the fall. But Waylon was a total superstar. I was like, dude, we need to run now. And he's like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. So we ran and we got to safety and fingers crossed we never see a bull moose that close again. <laughs> So things are really good here in Colorado. Fall is such a beautiful season. We haven't had a snow yet, so we're just, we're reveling in that. And our new family, the puppy, she will be coming home in a little over a week. So we are just getting prepared for the puppy um, and the uh, life changes that are going to come with having a puppy in our house. But um, my husband and I are really excited and I know that Waylon is going to be um, a wonderful big brother. So yeah, really good things happening here in Colorado. Um, I am going to do a lot of filming and we're going to create a, just a free mini course called puppy priorities. So I'm just going to kind of walk you through, you know, how we get her home, the setup, potty training, sleeping, all of that. So we are going to do just a little mini course puppy priorities just because I feel like, oh, I don't, I don't feel like I, I know for sure that bringing a puppy into your life can be really, really overwhelming, especially those first couple of weeks where you're like, why do you never go to the bathroom outside? Where are you supposed to sleep? So we're just going to show you, right? What we do with our little puppies. So if you have a puppy coming into your life or you're just curious, we're going to create puppy priorities and that will be um, a freebie for everybody. So that is what's happening here in Colorado, everyone. So let's talk about catastrophic thinking. So this is something that came to me today, in fact, when I was out on a hike. And that is how most of the podcast episode ideas come to me. I am either hiking or walking with Waylon and I'm just, you know, thinking about dogs and dog guardians and dog behavior like I basically always do. And, you know, these things just kind of pop out at me. So this is fresh on my mind. So I'm really excited to share it with you. So I think that catastrophic thinking is something that I observe a lot when it comes to dog training, dog behavior, dog guardians. And I see it in a lot of di different aspects. One of the major ways that I see the catastrophic thinking being thrown around is as a justification for using uh, aversive and inhumane training methods. I see that a lot. Um, in fact, I saw a Facebook ad recently that said, um, I think it was something to the tune of dog owners number one regret when their dogs get hit by a car dot 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 that they didn't do any training like training alone could prevent a dog from <laughs> being hit by a car which it obviously has some percentage of but it doesn't all the way and 
this seems really unethical to me as a professional dog trainer because I never want to prey on my my client's worst fear to get them to sign up to work with me, right? Like I never want to do that. To me, that seems really, really unethical, but I see this all of the time across the board. Um, just this catastrophic thinking of like, if you don't use the e-collar, this is going to happen. Or if you don't train your dog every day and dominate, this is going to happen. And I'm not saying that there isn't a risk for your dog getting hit by a car because we all live in the world with lots of cars and dogs, right? But I think that this catastrophic thinking is so unproductive, right? And I think that it can really be detrimental to a lot of my, my clients, right? Right? So I also see this catastrophic thinking um, in the veterinary professional world. And please know, all of you veterinary professionals, I love you. I'm really not trying to throw anyone under the bus. But I do see this catastrophic thinking, right? And one example of that is, you know, old school veterinarians, what I would consider old school veterinarians, telling clients that, Puppies should not get out for socialization until they've had all of their vaccinations because they could pick up some virus and it could kill them or they'd have to be hospitalized. And listen, I don't want people's puppies to get sick or die. Okay, I really don't want that. But we know full well how detrimental it can be for a puppy to not get out and get socialized in the world basically between like eight and 16 weeks. And if you were going to wait until they were fully vaccinated, you wouldn't start your socialization until 16 weeks, right? So this isn't just me. This is a large body of research and professionals. The American Veterinary Society of Animal Behavior actually has a position statement on this, right? Helping guardians understand that while your puppies do need to be getting their vaccinations in the appropriate timeline, you should still be getting your puppy out (laughs) for socialization even before they are fully vaccinated, right? So I hope you guys are with me on this, this catastrophic thinking, how you could get a disease, this puppy could get a disease, they could get parvo, they could get distemper, so don't take them anywhere, right? It's not safe to take them anywhere. And that catastrophic thinking actually is detrimental and it works against us, right? And most of you, well, not most of you, some of you listening probably have a dog who missed out on early socialization and you know how detrimental that has been to them in their adult life because they didn't have those opportunities of early socialization, right? So I think that catastrophic thinking is something that I see come up in lots and lots of different aspects of our relationships with our dog. And the reason I wanted to tell you about catastrophic thinking is because I think we are all prone to catastrophic thinking. It's okay, right? Like we're all normal, we're all human, but I think it is important for us to take a couple of steps back and take some deep breaths, literally, right? And work through some of this catastrophic thinking, okay? I see that a lot of the TikTok dog trainers of the internet do a lot of catastrophic thinking, right? They do a lot of, well, what if this happens to your dog? If that dog doesn't have a e-collar on, there is no fucking way you're going to be able to do X, Y, or Z. And I will be honest. I do understand why this, like, in my opinion, predatory tactic works is because, yes, we do have to be prepared 
for potential situations that are going to happen. But I think that we need to be prepared for those situations within reason, not so much being prepared for them no matter what and we're compromising on ethics and making a dog's life way less enjoyable than it could be because we feel like we have to use the e-collar because insert catastrophe. I hope you all are with me, right? And as someone who has lived through some pretty (laughs) catastrophic things with Waylon, right? Lots of crazy shit has happened with us. I have absolutely no regrets or worries about what happened in the past, right? Those things happen. I don't think that there was anything I could have done training-wise to prevent any of those situations from happening. Sometimes life just happens. Sometimes things just happen. And I think that as human beings, we want to be in control, right? We want to control situations. We want to feel like we are prepared. And I think you should be prepared. I want you to be prepared. But what I want you to be really careful of is being prepared for things that could potentially happen, but not freaking out and feeling like you have to take all of these drastic measures because of a potential, not even real yet, catastrophic situation. Okay? And, you know, I think that there is so much justification of using aversive training tools, which I don't think is fair or right. But that is so much of that part of the dog training industry, right? They want to be like, well, if they don't constantly heal, what if they pull you and you break your back and you can't walk them anymore and then you're fucked? And it's just like, I feel like I want you beautiful listeners to be that really wise, savvy consumer. And when you see some of this catastrophic thinking when it comes to dog training and them trying to convince you that you have to use the e-collar or you have to use the pinch collar, I want you to smile and be like, you cannot scare me into physically harming my dog. You can't do that, right? And I just want to empower all of you to remember that, yes, there is always risk. There's always risk. No matter what you do with your dog, there is always risk. And we know how beautiful using positive reinforcement and least intrusive, minimally aversive training techniques can be. And there is absolutely no reason. There is nothing that could happen with me and a dog that would ever make me use any sort of aversive training tools. I would never use an e-collar. I would never use a pinch collar. I would never use a choke chain. And I just want you all to know that no matter how much catastrophic thinking is thrown at you in your newsfeed, I want you to remember that you have to think rationally. Should you prepare for situations that could potentially happen? Absolutely you should. But most of you who are listening, I know that you're putting the time and the energy in. You're putting the work in. You're doing what you possibly can with your dog to get the training where it needs to be for potential situations. And I want you to remind yourself that that's enough. It is enough. And I also want you to remind yourself that shit happens all the time to all of us, right? I'm a professional dog trainer and ridiculous situations I have found myself in with my dog before. And it's not because I'm a bad dog trainer. It's not because I have a bad dog. It's because 
Life is a roller coaster, (laughs) okay? We have ups, we have downs, bad things happen. That's just the way that the world works. But that is no excuse for compromising animal welfare. Yeah, it's just not an excuse at all. So everyone, (laughs) that was kind of what was on my mind when it came to catastrophic thinking. Um, I have some really good episodes coming at you in the future. I'm going to do some case studies with my reactive redefined students. I am going to talk a little bit more about the puppy. I'm going to share a lot more about that. I'm going to do an episode with Steph. We're going to talk about the stories we tell ourselves. Um, I have some other really great episodes coming at you. Accidental associations, the cyclical nature of our lives. So yeah, if you have been a long-time listener and you have not left a five-star review, would you do me a favor and do that? You can leave those on Spotify. You can leave those on Apple Podcasts. And that is wonderful positive reinforcement for me. And that also helps other dog guardians find this podcast. So hopefully they can be inspired and learn in the same way that you have from this podcast. If you have a specific topic that you would like to hear me talk about, you can leave that uh, in the suggestion box, quote unquote box, on the Disorderly Dogs website. Everyone, it has been a pleasure. Have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.